Good morning, K Chapel. Good morning, K Chapel. Happy Mother's Day to all of our mothers that are here, to all the mothers that are online with us, and to all of those who are worshiping with us. Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay, come on, y'all. Now, I know y'all glad to be here. We got breath in our hot bodies. We, we got a chance that we can raise our hands. If anybody else can raise your hand for the Lord this morning and give him all the glory. Are you happy to be in the place this morning? Come on, y'all. Let me have your spirit. Aren't we glad that God has given us another opportunity to come out and praise his holy name? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Let us pray. God, we know that this is your world. You've done so many wonderful things to sustain your world. You, you set us here for a reason. You gave us your Holy Spirit. And, and we just came this morning to say thank you. Thank you for allowing us to get up again. You put breath in our bodies again. You open our eyes again. You let our legs move this morning again. And we just want to say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to serve. And you're knocking on our doors every day saying, Go ye therefore into all the world, teach and preach. And God, we're accepting the challenge this morning. Thank you for letting us come here and get fed. We thank you for Pastor and the word that he's going to share with us this morning. We thank you, Lord, for the community that you have given to us to serve. And we do it graciously and humbly, Lord. And right now we're asking you to let us put anything out of our minds and out of our hearts that would keep us from filling up with your spirit right now. Give us what we need right now. We came in here, many of us, empty from the week. And we know that you can fill us back up. And it's not for us, but it's for us to leave here and tell a dying world that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And we just want to say thank you, Lord. And now, Lord, as we move into this service, center us, guide us, direct us. It is in your precious name that we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Now we're going to sing this old song, Sign Me Up for a Christian Jubilee. Let us sing.
write my name. Church. 
and during my life, during my profession, I spent most of my time working all the time and not doing a whole lot of work in the church. And I promised that when, when I retired that I would come and do all the work I could in church. And I know that my mother is looking proud and, and thinking about how good it is that I finally stepped up to do those things that she wanted me to do all the time. And I, I've dedicated myself to working at this church to the day that I die. Uh, there are so many memories of my mother that brings a smile to my face, but uh, something that makes me laugh a lot in particular, my mother, uh, unfortunately, when she left us, she was 91 years old. But prior to that, right, you know, in her 90s still, one thing she was going to keep up with was her money. Uh, she always uh, kept check on her money. She balance that checkbook, I mean, daily or weekly or whatever, but if she was off one penny, it could be a penny or a nickel or a dime, whereas some of us would just say, oh, we're just going to let that slide. Not my mama. It might be two days or three days, and when I get there to see her or something, baby, guess what? I found that nickel or I found that penny, and now you have to realize, too, she's doing all of this by hand. She's keeping up with pencil, by pencil and paper her, her uh, checking account. But that if she was off for penny, nickel, dime, hey, she was going to find it. And that makes me smile. Good, mor Good morning. A tribute to the metamorphosis of motherhood. In the beginning, she is the vessel, excited, nervous, sleep-deprived, doting, gentle, brave, diligent, methodical, confident, meticulous, adapted, optimistic and prayerful Luke 146 my soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices for he has been mindful of the state of his servant from now on generations will call me blessed Proverbs 315 313 I'm sorry blessed are those who find the wisdom for she is more precious than rubies, and nothing can be compared to her. Along the journey, she is still prayerful, supportive, strong and courageous, protective, affectionate, encouraging, adaptable, devoted, creative, tough but fair, overwhelmed, <laughs> patient, loving, optimistic, modest, resourceful, a role model, and mature. Deuteronomy 4 and 9. Only be careful and watch yourselves closely so that you do not forget the things your eyes have seen or let them fade from your heart. As long as you live, teach them to your children 
and to your children after them. She is grateful. A matriarch, always prayerful, nostalgic, a wealth of knowledge, nurturing, patient, respected, discerning, warm-hearted, the cornerstone, faithful, selfless, unconditional love, the essence of beauty, strong, and the babysitter. <laughs> Proverbs 31 and 25, she is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She is a mother and she is magnificent. Happy blessed Mother's Day to all the mothers near and far. And to my magnificent mom, thank you. I'm eternally grateful, and I love you beyond. Thank you. How beautiful. Good morning again. <laughs> Today's scriptures come from Mark 7, 24 through 30. Jesus left and went to the territory near the town of Tyre and said, sit on. Suddenly, a Canaanite woman from, the, from there came out, shouting, Lord and son of David, have pity on me. My daughter is full of demons. Jesus did not say a word, but the woman kept following along and shouting. So his disciples came up and asked him to send the woman away. Jesus said, I was sent only to, to the people of Israel. They are like a flock of lost sheep. The woman came closer, and Jesus, the woman came closer to Jesus. She knelt down and begged, Please help me, Lord. Jesus replied, It isn't right to take food away from children and feed it to dogs. Lord, this is true, woman, the woman said. But even puppies get the crumbs from, that falls from their owner's table. Jesus answered, Dear woman, you really do have a lot of faith, and you will be given what you want. At that moment, her daughter was healed. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, thank you for allowing us to be here today. Thank you for protecting us this past week and, and allowing us to see each other today. Lord, we want to thank you for mothers. We want to thank you for fathers. We want to thank you for family, Lord. We want to thank you for the ability to just love. Lord, today I pray that your Holy Spirit fills this room, especially the man who delivered the word, that the way he delivered the word that we receive it, and most importantly, that we will leave here and carry that word out to bring more people to you. We thank you, Lord, for everything. We ask these words in Son Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I that sounds like a song mama used to sing. Oh, how show sure love and know just because my God, my God. 
If you love him this morning, why don't you help me sing it? Oh, how, oh, how, oh, how I love him. Sing it, oh, how I, oh, oh, how I really, really, really love Jesus, y'all, because. Y'all help me sing that first verse. There is a name. There is a name I love. I love to sing. My God, anybody love it this morning? It sounds like music. It sounds in my ear. Somebody know this the sweetest name. The sweetest name. I wonder if y'all can just help me lift up the name of Jesus this morning. Oh, how, oh, how, oh, how I love him. Sing it, oh, how, oh, how, oh, how, just If you really love him, I dare you to stand to your feet and declare it all. Oh, oh, how I really, really love him, y'all. Sing it, oh, how. Oh, I love you, Lord, love you, Lord, love you, Lord. Oh, because, 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 because. I love the Lord. He heard my cry and pitied every groan. Amen. Anybody love the Lord this morning? Anybody really love Jesus this morning? Something about the name of Jesus. Oh, we love our mothers. They are sweet. But there's no name sweeter than the name of Jesus. Amen. Oh, how sweet and precious is that marvelous name. Amen. We thank God for this day. This is the day that the Lord has made. We're rejoicing and exceedingly glad. We thank God for you being here on this morning, on this Mother's Day, this Lord's Day, as we celebrate our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, but we also give tribute to our mothers. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Listen, just a few things. We want to remind you that the mid-year council meeting scheduled for Thursday, May 25th at 5.30 p.m. And then the business meeting follows thereafter at 6 p.m. We're inviting all of our members to come out and share and hear all the things that are happening here at Cade Chapel. If you're a member, you are invited to come to the uh, business meeting, the church council meeting. Uh, we'll proceed that at 5.30. Again, the business meeting open to all uh, of the church at 6 p.m. want to remind you also, Vacation Bible School is coming up, y'all. Amen. Vacation. Yeah, Vacation Bible School is coming up. Amen. Sister Linda Butler and her great staff, Vacation Bible School staff, 
are dutifully preparing for a wonderful few days of Christian education uh, for our children and our adults. But we you know what we need you to do. We need you to get registered. So go to the K Chapel website, kchapel.org, and get registered. Get your children, your grandchildren, and yourself registered uh, for some great time in Christian education. It's going to be good, y'all. So get you all go ahead and get registered. Also, Youth Weekend is coming up the first Sunday in June. First Sunday in June. It says, uh, be sure to respond to the youth group me text with your t-shirt size and sign up for the youth weekend trip to Spinners on the K Chapel website. Okay, I think I got that now. Okay, so then, you know, the, the, the young people are going to give a group text, amen, and they need you all, the youth church needs you to respond to that group text, group me text, get your t-shirt sizes in, sign up. Uh, for the Youth Weekend trip, which is at Spinners. I believe that's like an arcade and bowling alley and all of those good things. A lot of good fun. Uh, again, go to the K Chapel app, kchapel.org. Get your child registered, your young people registered for Youth Day weekend. Amen? Amen. God bless you and God keep you as our prayer. Uh, everyone that went to the play last night, will you just so uh, wave your hand? BK Chapel is a church of action, and it is one that believes in social responsibility. And it's a poor frog, my daddy would say, that won't croak in its own pond. And we are so grateful that there were 10 ministers recognized last night. And one of those ministers was our own Pastor Reginald Buckley, honored for leadership in social justice. Would you stand and applaud our pastor for not only that, but for all the things that he does. Good morning, Key Chapel, and especially good morning to all the buzzers here today under the sound of my voice. Well, it's tithes and offering time. Yes, sir. This is the time where we all get the opportunity to bless the Lord through our giving. We here at Key Chapel fully understand that to truly worship God includes our offering, which are given primarily for three reasons here at Key Chapel Missionary Baptist Church. First reason is because it demonstrates our obedience to God's word. Second reason, it gives as a sign or give it thanksgiving for God providing all of our needs. And the third reason why we give here is because we just simply want to see the kingdom of God grow through the missions and ministries that occur here, through our city, our state, our nation, and even around the world through Cave Chapel. Now, there are multiple ways in which you can give. You can use the traditional envelope system. You can mail that in, or you can drop it off by the office. You also can use the Cave Chapel app. Now, for those of you that are on the live stream with us this morning, you too can bless the Lord through your giving by utilizing the number that's on your stream. So, how much you give, and whichever way you decide to give, we do encourage you to do so without grudgingly or of necessity. For God loves a cheer forgiver. God bless you. Us, you may come down and serve the people.
saw the best in me when everyone else around could only see the worst in me
Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you. You're the giver of all good things, and you have blessed us with so many things. I pray that you receive these blessings, Lord, that they will serve to help your community, help your kingdom, and I pray that we give hope to the hopeless people. I thank you, Lord, for everything. Thank you for everyone who was able to give and everyone who had in their heart to want to give. We ask this word in Son Christ Jesus' name. Amen. I've ever gotten from my mother is you have what it takes. I've been able to navigate through life based on the statement that she made years ago and I've been able to accomplish some of my lifelong dreams and goals. Thank you mother and I love you. Happy Mother's Day. The best advice that my mom ever gave me was it's a time and it's a place for everything. If something doesn't work out, then it's just not my time. But the other advice that my mom, as well as other mothers of the church and mothers just in general have given me is that to always remember who you are and who you are. One of the best, she had many, one of the best advice my mother have ever given me, and I have taken it from a little boy up into who I am now is that she said, baby brother, she called me baby brother, make sure you write and write will follow you. When she said make sure you write and write will follow you is that when you're dealing with people and dealing with situations. Maybe you think that some situations are right when you're going through it, but you got to make sure you check yourself and make sure those situations are lining with what is true and write will follow you. Good morning, K family. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> this is a tribute to first-time mothers. So let me preface this by telling you that I'm not an expert dad. However, I'm a first-time dad <laughs> to a sweet girl named to a sweet baby girl named Dallas McKenzie, and a loving husband to my beautiful wife Miranda. Now I must say I haven't been at this very long, but these last two months have given me a teeny bit of wisdom. <laughs> so with that being said first first time mother you're doing a great job and believe me I understand this this is probably the hardest job you've probably ever done somehow as soon as you start to figure out your life with your baby it all changes the second you get him or her on a good schedule they decide that they maybe need to stay up a little longer or as soon as your baby starts nursing well it's time to introduce a bottle as soon as tummy time becomes bearable, your little angel learns your, your little angels learns to run, to roll over, thus making tummy time very impossible. But let me tell you, you got this. In the beginning, it can be so frustrating. You might feel like you're constantly floundering. You might even feel like you don't look your best. But mom, first time mom, you are beautiful. There is no other person on this earth who knows your baby as well as you do, or love them just as much as you do. I have never been a go-with-the-flow type guy, but I'm sure raising children is very, very humbling, to say the least. These last two months has taught me to roll with the punches and keep my expectations to extreme minimum. <laughs> the most important job you have is to love on your baby no matter what. My personal advice to you is to find the victories in each day. 
Don't compare your experience to someone else's because all children are different. However, it, it's okay to take advice from others. Try it. If it works, if it doesn't work, move on. And most importantly, cut yourself some slack because I promise you, you're doing a great job. Now, in conclusion, the one thing that we must do every day is pray every day for our baby. With one prayer at a time, one step at a time, and one nap at a time, you got this. scriptures pertaining to the meaning of baptism. The first scripture that I'll be reading comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. And it reads as follows. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. The next scripture comes from the book of Romans, chapter 6, verses 3 through 11, and it reads as follows. Know ye not that so many of us, as were baptized unto Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death? Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should all, so, excuse me, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more, death had no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. May the Lord have a blessing on the reading of his word. Take me to the
the head of the church, and upon the profession of your faith, my sister, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. church say amen. amen do you remember your day do you remember your day I remember my day across the street K Chapel Missionary Baptist Church a small brick church on the other side it was 63 years ago 
we had revival the second week in August. Me and Scooter joined that same week. Gail, mama said, I'm going to have Hatha, Rachel O'Banner, to make y'all some gowns. Our great-grandmama made us gowns. We was having church on second and fourth Sunday. And on the fourth Sunday, we went down in the pool on the other side. And I'll never forget what they were singing that day, y'all. They were singing on Jordan's stormy banks I stand and cast a wishful eye. That's a special day. And, and the pastor has told us that we grow after baptism. Now it's upon your shoulders, the members and the family members of these who just put him on by baptism. It's your responsibility and our responsibility to show them what it means to be a Christian. Amen and amen. Galatians tells us, bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. By doing so, you're showing the love of God by loving your neighbor as yourself. And when you do this, you are actually being Christ's hands and you're being his arms extended. So let us continue to pray for all of our bereaved families. Brother Ernest Green and family are still asking for your prayers. Recently lost loved ones, Sister Lucille Green and Sister Frankie Johnson lost their brother, Brother Willie Bell. That service will be held here at Cade on this coming Friday, May 19th at 11 a.m. Brother Maurice Gibson lost his father on Friday night. Funeral service for Brother Gibson will be this coming Friday at the Jackson Revival Center. Sister Lula Cheatham lost her, her husband, Brother Walter Cheatham. That service for Brother Cheatham will be held this coming Saturday, May 20th, here at Cade Chapel at 11 a.m. Brother Cheatham is also the brother of Brother Thomas Cheatham. And you know, a couple of years ago, they were honored over at Grove Park. Brother Monroe Alexander lost his brother, Reverend Tom Alexander. And a memorial service for Reverend Alexander will be held on May 15th at Greater Livingston Missionary Baptist Church in Flora, Mississippi. That service will be at 11 a.m., Reverend Alexander is also the uncle of Brother Elverse Alexander. Sister Dorothy Jones lost her sister, Sister Jeanette Durr of Clinton, Mississippi. In the hospital or in the nursing home, we have Brother Ira Roberts, Brother John Johnson, Sister Gloria Greer, Sister Jackie Simmons, Deaconess Minnie Ellis, Brother Benny Larry. Recovering at home, Sister Christy Wright Jones, Sister Bonnie Scott, Brother Jeff Simmons, Sister Irene Shepherd, Sister Cynthia Buchanan, 
Sister Deborah Ledbetter, Sister Wilma Jean Chaffee, Brother Kelvin Roselle, Brother John Sanders, Brother Aaron Thompson Sr., Brother Levi McBride, Brother Al Levy, Sister Shirley Swims, Brother Al Buchanan, Brother Sammy Henderson, Sister Dorothy Jones, and Brother Jerome Thompson. Also asking the church for prayer is Deacon Charles Irving and Deaconess Bobby Irving. They're asking for prayers for their great-grandson, Kaz Smith, who is in St. Jude's Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee. Mrs. Janet Sherrod, the daughter of Sister Pearl Harper, and Mrs. Carolyn Jackson, the sister of Sister Linda McKenzie Wilson, both of Montgomery, Alabama. And as we always tell you, pray when you can, visit where you can, and every day of your life, just thank God that you can. Amen. She's always ready, willing, and able to listen to any problem that I have and to guide me in the right way, the spiritual way, to go about handling the situation that I may have. And at the end of the call, everything is always better. My mom is strong, gifted, and defeated. What I admire most about my mom is she is patient, kind, loving, and very determined. My mom is compassionate, super intelligent, and courageous. What I admire most about my mom is driving her determination uh, to all things that she's done in life. We appreciate you, Mom. My mom is a loving person, and she cares about other people before herself. Um, she's respectful, and she's a good role model. So always be kind to others. My mom is kind, she's caring, she's loving, she's reliable and dependable, she's hardworking, she's very, very smart, and she gives the best advice. My mom is my world. Testing, testing. So I know we got you with the kids, right? <laughs> All right, so. Um, Respectfully, what I would like to say Happy Mother's Day. I want to say Happy Mother's Day, of course, a point of personal privilege to my mother, Aggie Duvall, my wife, Kanisha Duvall. But I would, I would like to ask everybody to please join me in, in giving every speaker and every individual that delivered a video message a round of applause. You got it. You got it. So, so mothers, you know, we honor and salute you for all that you do and for all that what God has, has in store for you to do. The K Chapel Program Committee, with the help of Youth Deacon Joshua Duvall, would like to present to our First Lady a bouquet of flowers at this time. Thank you so much, Sister Buckley, for all that you do. Happy Mother's Day, mothers. God bless you.
good. Oh, Lord, I know you've been so good. And you watch over me all night long. Lord, I know you've been so good. You say it again, y'all. Lord, I know you've been so good. Oh, Lord, I know you've been so good. And you watch over me all night long. And Lord, I know you've been so good. Listen, Jesus, I've been wrong in my life. And sometimes I've even sinned. But Lord, I, I thank you for waking me this morning. You let me kneel down and pray again. I could have been dead, sleeping in my grave. You kept the left away this morning and made them behave. You've been good. Lord, I know that Jesus, you've been mighty nice, Lord. I know you've been so good to me. And Lord, I know you spared my life. Oh, Lord, I know you spared my life. I could have been dead, sleeping in my grave. But Lord, I I know you've been so good to 
don't believe I'm by myself. Somebody out there know he's been good. He's been show enough good. He's been better than good. He's been opening doors. He, he's been healing folk. And, and he's been fighting enemies. And he's been making a way when there was no way. Can anybody testify? He's been good. <laughs> I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I thank you, Jesus. He's been good. I thank you, Jesus. He's been good. I thank you, Jesus. Been mighty good. Oh, because he's been so. Bless his name. Bless his name, bless his name, bless his name. Amen, amen. God is a good God, amen? Amen. We thank God for this day. Thank God for the presence of the Lord in this house. The Spirit of the Lord is here, amen? Amen, amen. The Spirit of God is here. You are here. If we have any first-time visitors, first-time visitors, just wave your hand. We want to see you and recognize you. Any first-time visitors, God bless you. Good to see you all with us. God bless you in the back. Good to see you all with us. God bless you. We welcome you to Cade Chapel. Anytime your schedules allow, we want you to come back and worship with us again. Amen. Amen. The book of Mark, Mark's gospel, Mark's gospel, Mark chapter 7, Mark chapter 7, beginning with verse number 24. And I'm going to be reading from the contemporary English version, Mark chapter 7, beginning with verse 24. Jesus left and went to the territory near the towns of Tyre and Sidon. Suddenly a Canaanite woman from there came out shouting, Lord and son of David, have pity on me. My daughter is full of demons. Jesus didn't say a word. But the woman kept following along and shouting, so his disciples came up and asked him to send her away. Jesus said, I was sent only to the people of Israel. They, they are like a flock of lost sheep. The woman came closer. She knelt down and begged, please help me, Lord. Jesus replied, it isn't right to take food away from the children and feed it to the dogs. Lord, this is true, the woman said. But even puppies get the crumbs that fall from their owner's table. Jesus answered, dear woman, you, you really do have a lot of faith. And you will be given what you want. At that moment, her daughter was healed. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Black mothers matter. Black mothers matter. Now before this sermon title gets taken out of context and before something is said of what this message is about, let me begin by saying that on this Mother's Day, we celebrate all mothers. 
all mothers. We celebrate all mothers. All mothers who committedly care for their children. We celebrate all mothers who give untiringly of themselves. We celebrate all mothers who nurture their families. All mothers who watch with a clear eye and listen with a keen ear to ensure the well-being of her children. We celebrate all mothers. All mothers who love unconditionally, who give sacrificially and encourage consistently that the best of who we are might emerge and take flight. Even young gentry when they don't see the best in us. They just keep on praying and hoping and waiting that eventually the best will come out. We celebrate all mothers. And so singling out black mothers does not discredit the importance of all mothers. Singling out black mothers does not devalue the significance of all mothers. But there is a reason in 2023 to single out and lift up black mothers. The reality is that black mothers and black motherhood need particular attention. Black mothers and black motherhood need to be highlighted in a different way. Not because they are more important, but because black mothers in America and black mothers in Mississippi have a different experience that warrants the statement, black mothers matter. Didn't say they matter more, just that they matter. Didn't say that they matter at a higher degree, just that they matter. Didn't say that they matter above anybody else, just that they, can we just say that they matter? Black mothers matter. I know some people have a problem saying black lives matter and black mothers matter and suggest that if we say that then other lives don't matter but but listen I'll use this analogy and illustration and move quickly. If a fire truck is on its way to put out a house fire it passes by all the other houses that aren't on fire. It doesn't mean that those houses don't matter. It just means that there's one that's on fire. All the houses matter, but, but one needs some critical attention. So, so it's not to devalue your house or your life or anything else. It's simply to give attention to the one that's in critical need right now. So I'll say it again. Black mothers matter. Because the world of black mothers is on fire. Why do you say that, Pastor? Why does it need to be said that black mothers matter? Because left unsaid, then black mothers will continue to die during their pregnancies and childbirths at a rate three times higher than their white counterparts. And four times higher in the state of Mississippi. 
Left unsaid, black mothers will continue to go without the necessary prenatal and postpartum care to ensure a healthy baby and a healthy mother. Left unsaid, black mothers will continue to suffer from the implicit biases in the healthcare system that cause them to be unheard and go untreated and deliver high-risk pregnancies undiagnosed. Left unsaid, only 30% of black mothers will remain eligible to take unpaid leave under the Federal Family and Medical Leave Act. Left unsaid, black mothers will continue to be to likely quit or be fired from their jobs after giving birth than white women. And with the overturning of Roe versus Wade, as black women will, will carry more pregnancies to term, meaning that the state has to do more than say abortion is illegal, but it has to now create pathways for black babies and black mothers to be healthy because that's what it means to be pro-life. So in essence, saying black mothers matter is really just saying that black mothers deserve to have safe and healthy pregnancies and childbirth and not risk being penalized professionally for being pregnant. Here are the facts. Here are the facts. Here are the facts. The World Health Organization estimates that black expectant and new mothers in the U.S. die at about the same rate as women in countries such as Brazil, Mexico, and Uzbekistan. In January of this year, January of 2023, the Mississippi Department of Health released the Mississippi Maternal Mortality Report, which shows that the maternal mortality rate for black women was four times higher than white non-Hispanic women. This rate increased by 25% for black women between 2017 and 2019, while falling 14% among white women. It went up for blacks and went down for white women. And of the maternal deaths directly related to pregnancy, 87.5% were determined to be preventable. In other words, it didn't have to happen. Put another way, a black woman is 22% more likely to die from heart disease than a white woman. 71% more likely to perish from cervical cancer, but 243% more likely to die from pregnancy. Not only are black mothers at risk, but so are the lives of black babies. Black mothers in the U.S. had a fetal mortality rate of 10.34% in 2020 compared to 4.7% for white mothers. Mississippi has the nation's highest fetal mortality, infant mortality, and preterm birth rates. This is by the CDC, by the way. Not making this stuff up. Mississippi had the highest infant mortality rate in the nation at 8.6 deaths per 1,000 lives birth. But listen, you're looking at me and saying, Reverend, you're you giving me all that. I don't, don't want to hear from you. Okay, you don't have to hear from me. Listen to what the new state health officer at the Mississippi Department of Health, the one who took over Thomas Dobbs' position, listen to what he said. He said, and I quote, 
I refuse to believe that our mothers and babies are just fated to continue to die at the highest rate in the nation. We're talking about white mothers and black mothers. We're talking about white babies and black babies. And what's absolutely egregious is the fact that our black mothers are dying at three times the rate of the rest of the nation. Now, while these numbers are troubling, what's also of concern is the fact that congenital syphilis is spreading among black mothers at alarming rate. I had the chance to speak with Dr. Justin Turner this week. Dr. Turner, who is the chief medical officer under Dr. Edney at the Mississippi Department of Health, and he shared with me, he shared with me a report, and I think, I, yeah, I brought it here. He shared with me this report. It's a report that states that over the course of the last five years, congenital syphilis rose 900% among black women. Yeah. 40% of the babies born to mothers with untreated syphilis are either stillborn, die shortly after birth, or are born with serious birth defects. And he shared that this 2020 study showed that in Mississippi, 70% of the babies born with syphilis in 2020 were black. Why am I sharing this with you? Because that means that while there's a whole lot of stuff done to black mothers, there's a lot of stuff that black mothers are doing to themselves. See, you didn't want to hear that. You didn't want to hear that. You didn't want to hear that. Young black mothers, you've got to take some responsibility for things that you can control because you matter. You may be marginalized, but you matter. You may have less resources than your white counterpart, but you matter, which means that you can't just be booing up with everybody. Y'all not gonna like me this morning. You, you having risky sexual activity with multiple partners and you don't know their status, you don't know their history, let alone you're not even married to them. Happy Mother's Day. You just can't talk about what the world is doing to you. You got to look at what you're doing. But I stop by to tell black mothers, black mothers, you matter. You may be marginalized, but you matter. You may have less resources, but you matter. You may not get the care or have the convenience of some of your counterparts, but you matter. And this text highlights for us how mothers who are oftentimes living life on the margins matter. You know the story. Mother makes her way to see Jesus and asks him to have mercy upon her and her child and heal her daughter who is possessed with a demon. Jesus first remains silent says nothing about her request, but the text says that this woman did not give up. She persistently kept her calls before Christ. She kept advocating for her daughter's health care. She kept pushing for somebody to do something about her child's condition. And apparently this mother, this mother was so persistent in her plea that it got on the nerves of the disciple who said to Jesus, send her away. 
She keeps shouting at us about her daughter. Send her away. Everywhere she go, there she is. Send her away. If you aren't going to do anything, Lord, then Lord, would you just send her home? Tell her there's nothing you can do for her. Tell her that there's nothing wrong with her daughter. Tell her that it's all in her head and her daughter will eventually grow out of it. Tell her that it's just a stage that all girls go through and she's being too sensitive as a new mother. Tell her, tell her, tell her anything. Tell her she doesn't have insurance. Tell her, tell her she doesn't live in the right zip code. Tell her, tell her that you don't owe her anything. Tell her that there are more important people for you to see. People who look like us. People who are part of us. People who believe what we believe. People who live where we live. Tell her. Tell her to give her daughter to Tylenol. And send her home. But rather than sending her home, Jesus shows the significance of this marginalized mother and shows her that she matters. First, by hearing her concern. He heard her concern. He listened to what she had to say. He listened to her issue. He heard what was happening with this mother's daughter. Black mother's concerns, my brothers and sisters, oftentimes go unheard in healthcare settings. In a recent study, the National Institutes of Health found that healthcare providers were less likely to identify, identify pain in the facial expressions of black faces than on the countenance of non-black faces. In other words, we can see pain on some faces, but not on others. That looks like you're hurt, but I don't believe you're hurt. It's subjective. The research is echoed in the voices of many black mothers who recounted stories of being devalued and disrespected by medical providers during their pregnancy and during their childbirth. And when mothers feel devalued and disrespected by medical providers, implicit biases contribute to a lack of health care and treatment. In other words, issues go ignored. Problems go undiagnosed, needs go unmet because the concerns of black mothers regarding themselves and their children go unheard. But look at what Jesus does. Jesus does not hush. He does not silence this marginalized mother by minimizing her concern. He listened to her past the 10-minute visit that the managed healthcare company would cover. He listened to her and affirmed her concern for her daughter. He listened to her and didn't blame her for being the con in the condition that her family was in. He heard the concerns of this mother, and that's why I love Jesus. I love the Lord because he heard my cry and pitied every groan. Jesus listens to this marginalized mother and hears her heart concern for the well-being of her child. And I need to remind some mother out there this morning that the Lord is listening to you when you cry about your child. There's somebody here on the other side of this thing and they can witness and testify that they've been through what you have yet to go through. And when they cried out, the Lord heard their cry. The Lord heard their prayer. The Lord answered them. And I stopped by to tell you this morning, God is listening to your cry. Let me, let me, let me, let me come out of the, let me come out of the studies for a moment and get, 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 get real with you for a moment. Because this thing, this thing, this thing is just not a paper. This is personal. When, when, when my second child was in my wife's womb, 
we went to the doctor and the doctor put us in the examination room and, and, and I could tell by the look on his face that we needed to prepare ourselves. He sat us down and, and began to go through all of the factors and, and telling her what, what was working against her because of the pre-diabetic uh, pre and because of the eclampsia and all the high blood pressure, all the issues that were there. He looked us in the face and said, this is a high-risk pregnancy. And he said, I want to be honest with you. There is a chance your wife might not make it. I told you this is personal. He looked me in my eye and said that to me and said it with her right there. Jonathan was in my arms. I was holding him, listening to the fact that I might lose my wife and my unborn child. But thank God we had a doctor who listened to us. Yeah, we, we had a doctor who heard us and who walked us through what had to happen and how life had to be for the next nine months and what medicine had to be taken and what exercise had to happen and, and you couldn't flub on this or fudge on that because life was at stake. But I think about how many black mothers didn't have that kind of doctor that kind of experience, those kind of resources. We were living in the city. What about the rural mother? What, what, about, what, about, what about in the Delta where the hospitals are closing and the best you can do is, is a nurse practitioner? No shade against nurse practitioners, but, but when you got a high-risk pregnancy going on, I need another level of care. And there are times when even after you've talked to your doctor, you got to go to your father. I love the fact. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I wasn't going to tell this story, but, 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 but it, it comes to me. My, my son was in my arms. And Jonathan started to cry. It was an almost deafening cry. He had never cried like that. Jonathan was a quiet baby. But when we were in that office, he started to wail and weep and cry unconsolably to the point that I could not get him quiet. And while he was crying, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, it's going to be all right. He said, you've heard enough. I don't want you to hear anything else. I need you now to focus on me because you've heard what could happen. Now I need you to focus on your father. Go tell your doctor, but there's a hymn that says, I must tell Jesus all of my trouble. I cannot bear this burden alone. If Thank God for good doctors, but I got a doctor, Jehovah Rapha. I've got a healer. When, when we've done everything we know to do, I can put it in his hands, and, and in his hands, everything will be all right. 
Jesus showed this marginalized mother that she mattered because he listened to her. But not only did he listen to her, but he denied the disciples' request. He denied the disciples' request. They said, they said to him, listen, uh, go ahead and, and send this woman home. Y'all, I love the fact that God sides on the side of the oppressed. God positions himself with the poor. He locates himself with the left out. He fights for the forgotten and the forsaken. He moves on the behalf of those who live on the margins. And he does so while taking a stand against those who represent and subsidize or in some matters remain silent while injustice and oppression persists. Disciples said to Jesus, send her away. But Jesus didn't do it. Disciples said, her time is up. But Jesus does not dismiss her. Disciples say she's not even supposed to be here. But Jesus lets her stay there. Disciples say she doesn't have an appointment with you. She's out of our network. She's a Syrophoenician. We're Jews. She's out of the network. You, you, you don't owe her anything. And certainly not this unscheduled visit. Send her away. But in his silence, Jesus says, I'll see her. He allows her to give voice to her issue and denies the disciples of their heartless, merciless response to send her home. You see, my brothers and sisters, sometimes doing the right things means you've got to go even against your own people. Sometimes it means breaking the ranks and not siding with the usual crowd. Jesus was taking a stand by not sending this woman away. He was making the case that this woman mattered. She's not a Jewish mother, mother but she still matters. She's not a Jewish woman, but she still matters. She's not part of their faith tradition, but she still matters. And because she matters, Jesus refused to send her away untreated. He refused to send her away unheard. He refused to send her away with her needs remaining unmet. He refused to send her away with the same condition, going back to the same issue with no help and no hope and no hallelujah. In denying the disciples' request, Jesus expands then their idea of humanity and says, you got to see people as people. You got to see all people. You got to love all people. Jesus, in denying the disciples' request, says, I need you to expand your idea of humanity and widen your perspective of ministry, saying, basically, we're not in the business of healing some and not others. We're not choosing the health of one group over the health of another. We're not going to perpetuate the systems that keep one group down and keep another group on top. But Jesus says, we're going to hear her just like we hear others. We're going to affirm her pain just like we affirm the pain of others. We're going to give her attention the same way we give attention to our Jewish women. I hear somebody saying, but Reverend, don't you remember he called her a dog? Wasn't he playing into the stereotypes of, her, of their day by calling her a dog? Wasn't he part of the problem by using such language when referring to this woman of a different race and culture as a dog? What you must understand is that in using this language, Jesus is drawing attention to what's wrong in the presence of his disciples. He knows, watch this, he knows what they're thinking. And he gives voice to their objections before they can. 
He says basically what's on their minds. And he knows it's on their minds because he's, they've already asked him to send her away. So he knows what they think about Greeks. He knows how they feel about Gentiles. He knows what they feel about this Syrophoenician woman. So Jesus articulates what they had already been thinking without saying. It's not right to take food from the children and give it to the dogs, Jesus. Why are you healing her? We need to save all these miracles for our mothers. Why, why, why are you giving that to her? She's not in us. She's not part of us. She's not with us. What is all this about? Why are you giving it the, her our bread? And the woman says to the Lord, yes, but even the puppies get the crumbs that falls from the owner's table. To which Jesus responds, I'm about done. Dear woman, you really do have a lot of faith and you will be given what you want. That's the last way we see how Jesus shows this, that this mother mattered by healing her daughter because of her faith. Jesus says, your faith is great. In essence, you had enough faith, first of all, to come and ask for something that wasn't even in your network. This was not part of your benefits. I'm not part of your network of providers, but you had enough faith to come to me anyway and ask for it. And, 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 and because you refused to be silent, because you saw something in me and decided that you were going to push your way through, because you decided that your daughter mattered, that your child mattered, and that you would not be silent just because of what, because you decided. Because you decided to open your mouth and advocate for your child. Because you decided that you would not let the system keep you silent. I'm going to bless you anyhow. Uh, says, I, you have great faith. And because you had the faith to ask. Because you had the faith to believe. Because you had the faith to keep on asking. Keep on believing that I would not let the implicit bias of my culture keep me from seeing the heart of a mother who just wanted her daughter healed. It's just a mother who wants what every mother wants. A child to grow up healthy. It's just a mother who wants what every mother wants. Just a child to experience life in its fullness. Just a mother who wants what every other mother wants. Just a child to grow up and to be able to claim every promise that God has for him or her. Just a mother who wants what every other mother wants. Just a child to be healthy and whole. I need to tell some mother this morning. You may not feel it to be true sometimes, but you matter. Your prayers matter. Your faith matters. Calling your child's name before the Lord, that matters. Your life matters. Your family matters. Your well-being as a woman matters. 
Your health matters. You matter to the Lord. You matter to God. You matter to the El Shaddai. You matter to your family. You matter to your community. You matter to your church. You matter to this world. You matter. You matter to God. You matter to us. You matter. Mississippi might send conflicted messages at times to mothers based on all kinds of differences. But in God's eyes, all of you matter. You matter. You matter. You matter. You matter. You matter. Take care of yourselves, mothers. Advocate for your child. Argue for yourself. Make people hear your voice. You know when something's wrong with you. Don't let the doctor send you home with Tylenol. And you need another level of care and another level of treatment. You matter matter faith is the substance of the things the things that we hope for the evidence of things that our eyes cannot see and if you would only have the faith and only just believe, you surely shall receive a blessing from the Lord. Keep fasting, keep praying. Knowing you can always count on him for sure. That's what faith is for. In good times, in bad times, he'll be by your side forevermore. That's what faith is for. That cannot be denied A feeling deep inside Your needs he will supply If you just trust in the Lord And I, I'm a witness he'll be there All your burdens bear 
just trust in the Lord. Keep fasting, keep praying, knowing you can always count on Him for sure, for that's what faith is for. Mother's Day, as we open the doors of the church, we are reminded of John, the 19th chapter, verses 26 and 27, where God tells, says, what Jesus said, Son, behold thy mother. Mother, behold thy son. And John took her home with him. That is saying that we all are to look out one for the other. All of us are important in God's eye. So we are to watch out one for the other. The doors open. Let us come on as a team. The doors open so we can watch out one for the other. And you show that if you're not on a church road, and you know you need to be in the fellowship with God's people. The doors open. You can come from Christian experience as a candidate for baptism. Or you can bring your letter. But for those of you that are not at home and in your home area that are here visiting or working here for a while, you can come on our umbrella. And then maybe somebody here just need praying for and praying with. If you need to be prayed for or prayed with, we have ministers here to walk with you and to talk with you and to hear your concerns. Again, there may be somebody that you want to stand in for and pray for and pray with. The doors open. Would you come? Would you come and show your sign of faith? Only you 
can they accept God for yourself? We know our mothers love us, but she can't accept God for you. You got to do it for yourself. These are things we must do. The door's open. As we always say, don't let it be too late. Tomorrow never came for someone today. They said what they were going to do on this day. As in the book of James, fourth chapter say, don't say what we're going to do today or tomorrow. But if it's in God's will, and I know that it's in God's will, for you to be as a whole and we get on one accord, starting right now, the door's open. The door's open. They're open. The door's open. How long? How long will you be between two opinions? Oh, I think I'll, I'll wait a little while longer. You're between two opinions. Choose this day whom you'll serve. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Pastor Buckley. church say amen let's say amen again amen god bless you we thank god again come on let's bless the lord for our new uh baptizes amen god bless you we thank god for them and their parents we're going to be praying for you amen god is a great god thank god for all of our mothers and we celebrate all of you on this morning those of you who are here celebrating with your mother thank god for you and we pray that you continue to have a wonderful day in the celebration of this lord's day amen God bless you and God keep you as our prayer. We're standing then for the benediction. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace.